Good morning, everybody. Good to be back. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Pei Aleph in Maseches Psachim. We start three lines up from the bottom of Pei Amid Bez. That's where Arye Leibowitz, the great Daf Yomi master, started off, and hopefully we'll get to the Mishnah on Pei Aleph Amid Bez. Uh, for those of you keeping score at home, welcome to the third volume of the Art Scroll. Uh, and final volume of Masechah Pesachim. We're finishing this year uh, Dafyomi-ish coincidence, right? Uh, right around Erev Pesach. We're going to be finish, finishing Masechah Pesachim Be'ezrat Hashem. May be zochit to be Messiah Masechah Pesachim and all the Masechahs thereafter. Okay. Let's orient ourselves. We're talking about a very, very esoteric topic. The Mishnah Peyam Be'ez made the following esoteric statement. It says, Nitmat Tumas Hatahoim Hatzitz Miratze. Very, very uh, interesting idea. So we spent two days ago uh, when, when, I, uh, when I set off to have my procedure, uh, routine procedure for those of you paying attention in 2050. Um, so when, when, uh, when I set off to have my procedure, um, oh, so we were talking about the Tumah of the, right, of the Korban Ha. Pesach, and we were talking about when, when the Kahal is Tame, right? So we said that if Rov of the Kahal is Tame, then you're allowed to bring the carbon HaPesach Betumah. And of course, if only a Miut is Tame, then you bring it, uh, then, then those, then you bring it Betahara, and those who are Tame have to bring a carbon Pesach and Pesach Sheni, the whole concept of Pesach Sheni. But now we were talking about different aspects of an unusual type of Tumah. What if you don't know whether you're Tame or not, right? That's where now we're starting to really split hairs. If you don't know your status of Tumah when you bring the Korban Pesach, uh-huh. what if you find out after the Korban Pesach was brought? That you, that's what the Mishnah was discussing yesterday on Payam Bays. What if after you brought the Korban Pesach, you discovered that you had been Tame? How does that affect the numbers? How does that affect whether you have to do a Pesach Rishon or Pesach Sheni? Okay. And then the very final, uh, statement in that Mishnah is what we're going to discuss in the Gemara, which is Nitmat Tumas Hatahoim Hatzitz Meratzah. So we have this concept. You have to understand what Tumas Hatahoim is, and you have to understand what Tzitz Meratzah is. Okay, so Tumas Tahoim is Tumah of the Deep, right? A Tumah that we had no way of knowing. Tahoim means the, in, right, the unfathomable depths. So we had no way of knowing that that Tumah existed. So when you say Nitmat Tumas Hatahoim, it means that a person finds out at a certain point that they had passed over an area where there's no way that anybody could have known. Our Gemara, you'll see, God willing, we'll get to it. At the end of the Gemara, when it reaches the next Mishnah, it finally defines what Tumas at the home is. So I'll go a little backwards and I'll tell you that, for example, if there's a corpse, okay, and it's like in the crevice, of, it's like camouflaged in the crevice of the rocks like this. But if you look closely, you see it, that's not Tumas at the home. But if it's completely concealed behind rocks, you know, in an avalanche where nobody could have possibly known, then it is Tumas Hatahom. So there's a certain threshold whereby nobody could have known that there was a Tumas source there. But now that we know, then it turns out that you, in fact, were Tameh. If that is the kind of Tameh that you have, then the Tzitz is Meratze, which means, right, the very existence of the Tzitz, which is, right, the, the part of the Big Day Kahuna, uh, that goes on the head, it doesn't necessarily, there's a whole discussion, does it have to be worn, does it have to just be uh, extant, but the tzitz as an entity, for our purposes, is miratza, which means that the korban is valid retroactively. 
so that there's a halacha l'moshim Sinai, which we'll also learn today, that the source is halacha l'moshim Sinai. Again, we work backwards. Uh, towards the end of the Gemara, the Gemara is going to say, what's the scriptural source for this? And it's going to end up concluding it's halacha l'moshim Sinai. But it's simply a halacha l'moshim Sinai that the tzitzis meratza, which means when you find out that you had tumas to home, the korban is still valid. We'll see that it's really not talking about mashchita. It's talking about that you could find out after the shechita that you had this tumas tahom and you could still do the zrikas hadam. That's essentially what the Mishnah is telling us. You can still do the zrikas hadam. The korban will be valid. Okay? This is with regards to the korban of the nazir as well as korban pesach. So now that we know that's, we're in the middle of a conversation. We can't start pay alaf amad without discussing this. So just to catch up to what was going on, as we pick up in the middle of the conversation, okay, the Gemara asked, what if the Kohanim were Tameh? In other words, the Mishnah is teaching you that if the Bailim were Tameh, right, as we just said, with a Tumas to home, the Tzitz is Miratzeh. And that's, this is referring to Tumas Mace, right? And the Gemara asked, what if the Kohanim, not the Bailim, but the Kohanim, but they're doing the Korbanos, what if they were Tameh? So Rava tried to prove, right, that the tzitz would also be Muratse the Kohanim, if the Kohanim were Tameh, right, from a Brisa. What did the Brisa say? It was a Brisa that was quoted in the name of Bechiel, right, the Tumas at the home, which we just described, this, this Tumas that there's no way you could have known that it exists, is only referring to Tumas Mace. So to that, Rava said, Mace Bilvad is Lema Ute Mai. What is it trying to exclude? It's trying to exclude Tumas at the Sheretz. Well, when it says it's Lameitz Bilvad, it means that if you just have a Tumas Sheretz, then this whole concept of Tzitz does not work, right? And then that couldn't be the case. That was Bitmia, because after all, we have, we know Beferish that Tumas Sheretz is valid for the Bailim. So because of the fact that if it's trying to exclude Tumas Sheretz, Rava thought that was a Raya, that it also means that Tumas Tom applies not just to the Bailim, but to the Kohanim. Okay, so that was Rava's proof. Now we pick up from the third line, from the bottom of Payam and Bez, where Yosef says, no, that price is not a proof because it's not really excluding Tumas Sheretz, but it excludes Tumas Zav, and when it's excluding Tumazav, it can only be referring to the Bailam. Let's see that inside. So, Amar Rabbi Yosef. In the middle of conversation. Amar Rabbi Yosef, lo. That proof that you brought, Rava, that proof that you brought from the Bryson, which says, Lomar Tumas to home, El Amaze Bilvad, right? That was, it's still stealing, uh, dealing with Bailam. It's not a proof that also the tits would be Meratze for Tumas to home with Kohanim, right? Uvefesa. But it's only have, as having to do rather with Bailim Ube Pesach, Ulam Ute Tumas Hatahoim de Ziva. As we just said, Rabbi Yosef is saying, no. The exclusion was the Zav. Okay. And says, and then the Gemara asks, Vetumas Hatahoim de Ziva, Lo Meratze. But wait, don't we already know that the Tzitz, in other words, the Brysa is supposedly excluding the Tumas Hatahoim of Ziva. But we thought the Allah was the Tumas of the home of Ziva is in fact, the Tzitz is in fact Meratze. Because we have a brace of Atanya, we had a brace of Yosemir Shemeras Yom Keneged Yom, right? That's a woman, right? That has, right? When she, when she is, becomes Tame, so she has to watch one day after another to see if she can have seven consecutive days, right? Of, of, of clean, 
or, or three consecutive days to discover that she, to discover that she's a zavagadola. Sheshachtu bezarko So let's say she's watching every day, and then they shachtu the korban pesach, and then they did the what the zri kasadam. As we finally turn to pay arrive at pay amadalif, uh, pay alif amadalif rather. So we say basheni shela. Right, so again, she needs three days. So on her second day, she can't eat from the Korban Pesach because she's Tomei. And she's Pater from doing the Pesach Sheni. Why is she Pater? So again, she can't eat from the Pesach. So the fact that she can't eat, that's because she's Tomei. But that doesn't mean that her Korban wasn't valid. Right, the fact that she is putter from Lazos Pesach Sheni means that she, in fact, was valid. Now, again, what happened here? This is a woman. She needs, in order to be considered a zavagadola, she needs to what? See three consecutive days of discharge. Now, she she saw the first two days. Okay, so now she's arriving to bring her carbon. As as fate would have it, the carbon Pesach falls out on the third day. Now she doesn't know. Again, if she doesn't see a discharge on the third day, then she'll be cons- she won't be considered a zavagadola, and it's going to be okay. If she, if she does get a discharge on the third day, then she's tame, and then she's not okay. But at the time, as fate would have it, at the time that she's bringing the carbon, it's her third day before she's had the opportunity to see any discharge, and her tuma, in effect, is a tuma satahan, because it's impenetrable to know it's impossible for anybody to know whether she's going to be seeing a discharge now or not. And the halacha, according to the b'risa, is that the, her korban is valid, which is mashma that by Thomas as of Zav, right, you are, in fact, have the tzitz merase. In other words, after she brought the korban Pesach, turns out she was, let's say, a Zava, Right, but at the time that she brought the carbon pesach, she didn't know, so she became a zava. So she's tummy; she can't eat it. But her bringing the carbon pesach was in fact valid. She doesn't have to do it again by pesach sheni. So that's what the gemara assumes is the reasoning for the halacha. Says the gemara, my taima lav mishum sits. The reason why the zava, in fact, does not have to then bring the carbon again in pesach sheni, which indicates that her carbon was valid, is it not because the tzitz was meratze? And therefore, what? Zav is not excluded. So this whole idea of Rabbi Yossi that, that we're saying that we're excluding, that we're excluding something can't be that we're closing the, excluding the Zav. So the Gemara answers, Amri Lo. No, the reason why she has, she doesn't have to bring the carbon Pesach again is not because the Tzitz was Miratze. However, why? Mishum de Kesara, Yossi, Mikanal Haba, Himetama. The reason why is because Rabbi Yossi holds that she's only Tame going forward and not retroactively. In other words, Rabbi Yossi himself, right, holds that the mechanism, right, for which she becomes Tame is, ne- is never going to be Lamafreya, such that until she be, that, such that this woman isn't really designated a full Zava until she has that third, right, that third Re'iyah. And that is why, at the point prior to having had that third re'iyah, she is considered tar, and that, well, not, right, she's considered tar, and that is why the Korban Pesach is okay. Now, of course, later, once she becomes Tame, she can't eat the Korban Pesach, but that she had no way of knowing at the time that she brought the Korban. So the, que- the issue, however, is as follows, but we have evidence in a b'risa where B'yosi himself says, Zav Baal Shteri'iyos, when you have a zav, now a zav and a zav have two have different halachas. Uh, the uh, the women they have to have three consecutive days. The zav 
doesn't. It could be within within uh, one day. There's, there's a bunch of different halachas, but in this particular case, the case was a zav, a male zav, bal shtever eos. He already had two emissions. Shashachtu v'zarkolav b'shvi shelo, right? And then on his seventh day, when he's trying to purify, uh, to, to get right the tahara, when he's trying to bimtar himself, they as fate would have it, that was the day that the Karm Pesach fell out. And then later in the day, it turns out he was going to have, he was going to have this emission, right? So in other words, he didn't have to have it consecutively. So in his particular case, right, he had two emissions and then the last one fell out on Er Pesach right after they shechted and did the Zerik HaSadam of the Karm Pesach, okay? That's the case of the Zav. And then, similarly, the case of our case on the third day of Shemer Shem Kenegad Yom, where it falls out on her third day. Yeah? I think Rashi says it's later second day. It's that the Shemer Shem Kenegad Yom has to be on her second day? I don't know if it's got to be, but I think that's what the case is. Right. They, they talk about it later in the Gemara, they talk about it where, where it's been a shmashos, uh, between the second and the third day is one of the possible possibilities. Um, the top Rashi, B'Sheni Shalah, right? Because why is it? Because the Gemara actually says B'Sheni Shalah. She saw the, she had the emission on the second day. Ah, and so Rashi says, Adain Suffolk Hu, Yom. Right, the reason why he's saying that, right, he says, Shemetir Yom Zev, it's Tarif Im Etmo. See, the question is, V'tira Gam Machar, Shlosha. The reason Rashi's saying that is because we're going to see later in the Gemara is that there's an idea and the Gemara is going to actually ask the Beferish. If on the third day she still doesn't see, there is a possibility that we're going to say, Mechta Sayon Kekulo. That once she didn't see a little bit of that third day, then I believe the reason why Rashi is saying that is because then it's possible that at that point she's considered Tahar, and then even if she sees it later, uh, they, they may not call her Zava Gemura. Um, okay, yeah, so there's a detail here about whether, as Kalman points out, uh, this is this is why it's dangerous to talk about Tuman Tyre in front of Kalman. He's a little bit of a, of a PhD with this topic. I think on two days she's considered what's called a Zava Katana. Right. Which means the difference between a Katana and Gadola is whether or not you make a carbon, I think. But she's already Tummy on after two days, I think. So she's considered already Tummy. But the question is the issue that we have here is whether she can bring the carbon. Right. So, so, so between the second day and the third day is where she's going to. Be bringing this carbon, this carbon pesach, right? So you're saying it's on the evening of the of the second day is when she bring is when she brings the carbon pesach. Okay, I thought Rashi's saying it's the second day and we don't know what's going on yet on the second day because if it was already the third day, she would be coming. Right. Truthfully, it should work on the first or the second day, right? In, yeah, in, I'm saying maybe not. That's why I'm saying that's why you're saying the second day. Uh, it has to be the second day because why? Because on the first day she would not even be tummy yet, so she's not even a katani yet. She's not. Uh huh. Uh huh. So it has to be the second day, Kalman is explaining. Shekoach. It's possible that it has to be the second day. In fact, that's what the Gemara says, B'Sheni Shalah. And Rashi's explaining, and Kalman is explaining within Rashi, that what's happening is that the woman, thank God for Kalman here, that, that she becomes a Zava Katana by the second day, in which case she's already Tameh, which is why the Brisa says that she can't eat the carbon Pesach, if I understand you correctly, Kalman. And then it just becomes a question of whether she's going to become a Zava Gadola. Be that as it may, Rabbi Yossi himself said that she only becomes a Savagadola going forward, Mikan haba right? And so that's, again, the Bryce is going to say, as we get to over here, that 
the zav or the zava sheshachtu v'zarku alei b'sheni shela. Right, that's what the the Brisa says. They they did the shechita and the zrikas adam as Kalman explains on the second day. Right, a day that she's observing as a clean day. The achakach ra'asa, and later that very day she experiences another right discharge. Harei elu mitamim mishkov umoshav what lemafreya. Woo! So Riosi himself says that this tuma is lemafreya. So you can't say that the reason why. And, and by the way, Ufturin Milasos Pesach Sheni. So even though they become Tommy Lemafreya, still they're going to be putter from bringing Pesach Sheni. So we thought, well, why, why were they able to, right? Why were they putter from Pesach Sheni? So again, the chain reaction. They're putter from Pesach Sheni because they were Yotze. They were Yotze because the tits was Miratze. They were Yotze the Korban Pesach because the tits was Miratze despite the fact that the Tuma was a Tuma Lemafreya, a retroactive Tuma. And so before we suggested that the reason was that because Rabbi Yossi said that maybe the, because Rabbi Yossi said that the Tumah is Milkanu Haba, but he was saying no, we're saying that Rabbi Yossi himself says that the Tumah is Lamafreya, therefore the reason why it actually works and they do not require to, uh, a Pesach Sheni, the reason why the Korban Pesach that they brought in a state of Suffolk, we'll call it, right? There's all, that's also a question here. There is a Rashi who says that basically a Tumah's Tahon base is it's the equivalent of suffix tumma. That itself is, in this particular context, that itself is controversial in the Rishonim. There's a lot here. This is esoteric stuff. But be that as it may, this brysa clearly shows that the idea of the tzitz being miratze for tumas to home by Azov is not excluded, excluding Azov at all. So then they, they take away this challenge of the retroactive as follows. So Amre, Maila Mafreya. They say, no, no, when it says it, it retroactively, your tame, that whole brysa is midurabanan. That really, miikuradin, the zav and the zava are only mikanul haba going forward. But it's midurabanan, we treat it that it's lemafreya. And then the Gemara says, The Gemara is going to support this idea that this tumel mafreya is derabanan from the following conversation between Rabbi Yosha and Rabbi Yochanan as follows. The Tanya, because we learned in a brisa, Raboshia Omer Avalzov Sharab Shvishalo Soser Es Shalafanov, that he continued to say that if Azov sees his just discharge right as Ziva on the seventh day, then it canceled the preceding six clean days. So they had the machlokas. Whereas Rabbi Yosha said it, it takes back, it, it goes back retroactively seven days, and Rabbi Yochanan says, no, it only canceled that one last day, that's the only day you have to sort of like do over. So the Gemara is going to say, what is Rabbi Yochanan talking about? One day? That's conceptually impossible. It doesn't fit either the Mafreya or Mikanul Haba. If it's Mikanul Haba, let's read it inside. Mimanavshach, says the Gemara. Right? If he had there was Lamafreya, then he would agree with Ramoshia that all the seven days should be can- canceled. Should, right? that, 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 in other words, should cancel all the days Right, that he counted. Right, but if he holds that the that the tumma is only from one day going forward, so then even that very day shouldn't be cancelled. Right? Because we only hold uh and here's where we bring up again the concept of that he already was uh, clean most of that day, and therefore you should have a right the concept of mixes hayom kekulo applies and therefore he should he, that they should not be canceled at all if it's a legitimate mikanal haba from the moment that he sees the the ziva 
So the Gemara answers, So the answer is going to be that really, it shouldn't even cancel that day because that is that would be the idea. Okay? And, and however, we're going to say that it's going to teach us as the Gemara says, So really, Rabbi Yoshi is saying, Rabbi Yossi, right, Rabbi Yossi is saying to Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yossi holds like you, right, it's only Mikanul Habav. Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Metami, Mishkov, Mushav, Lemafreya. Aye, but Rabbi Yossi himself is quoted as saying that it is Metami, Lemafreya. So he says, no. Ela Shlav, Shmami, no. Metami, Lemafreya, Midir, Banan, Shmami, no. So, but it must mean, when we say that Rabbi Yossi holds like Rabbi Yochanan, that it goes back and it's Metami, Lemafreya, but it cancels that one first day. It only can mean that Meikar Adin it's Mikano Haba, Midor Raisa, but Midor Abanon, we go back retroactively, but only Midor Abanon, therefore only one day. So, what we've, cla- what we've clarified here, we've clarified the idea of Rabbi, uh, of Rabbi Yossi, right? So now we're going to bring it back to Thomas to home, right? Like as follows. We're in the middle of the page on Pe'alaf Amidalaf, and we say, So, Rabbi Yossi, Hashadam, Mikano Haba, Metame. So now we know that Rabbi Yossi fundamentally, conceptually holds that, uh, that the, the Tumah is Mikanul Abba. So, Lemais Bilvad, Lem Ute Mai. Why is the Brisa saying before, right before Rabbi Yossi, how did we start three lines up from the bottom of Peyam Beis? We said that Rabbi Yossi held that the Tumah Satahom is being, is, is what? Is excluding Lemais Bilvad is excluding Azov, but we see that it can't be excluding Azov because it sits is Miratse for the Zav. So he's saying, Nifshit me the Bitcoin. So let's go back to our original home. So let's go back to our original question. The original question was, what is it that we're going to be learning from the Brisa with regards to if the Kohanim, not the Bailim, but if the Kohanim become Tame, are they going to be able, if they if the Kohanim have a Tumasata home of Tumas Mace, are they going to still going to consider the Korban Pesach to be valid? So the Gemara answers, Amri la'olam b'vailim of Pesach. No. It's not if the Kohanim become Tameh. It's rather if the Balim of the Korban Pesach become Tameh. The Kosovar ain't shokhtim v'zorking al Tameh sheretz. And it's to exclude sheretz. Unlike what we said before. Before we thought that sheretz was beferish that it's okay. But here we say, ain't shokhtim v'zorking al Tameh sheretz. How so? V'is trichlim ute. And we have to obviously be, be memayet it. Right? Why is that? Um, right, to exclude the case of the sharts. In other words, the, the reason why we have to be metame is because, is, is because we would think that, obvi- that it's obvious that they are okay. But here, we see that, that the havamina is that it's not okay. Right? We need the brysa to exclude the case of the sharts. Okay. Um, however, Back to Rabbi Yossi now. El Rabbi Yossi, Zava Gemur, Hechimishkachasla. So now we're going to go, we're going to take uh, a little deeper look into Rabbi Yossi as follows. El Rabbi Yossi, Zava Gemur, Hechimishkachasla. Once you understand the idea, right, of Mixas Ayom Kakula, this is what I was referring to before, right, uh, then how are you ever going to have a case of a, of a Zava Gemur, right, what, what Kalman calls a Zava and, and what we call a Zava Gedola. Right, if you hold that mixes a yom kakulo, and then any further thing afterwards is going to be just like a, it could be considered like a new count starting from the beginning. So how do you ever have three separate days unless she has ziva right from the beginning of that third day and on? Well, that's going to end up being the two possible answers of the gemara. 
either says the Gemara Bishofas, right, which is she basically just have a continuous non-stop flow. So then that's going to be the only case we have a Zavah Gadola. Or this is what I was referencing earlier, that Bein HaShemashos she's flowing. So maybe she doesn't have to have right, the full flow going, flowing into, pun intended, the third day. But at the very least, when she's in Bein HaShemashos, she has to have her flow the entire time then. It's hard to believe that that would be the only scenario we'd have a Zavah Gadola, right? This is like a real Ukimta over here. But that would be, according to Rabbi Yossi, the only scenario of a, of a Zava, because again, according to Rabbi Yossi, if you have any period where she doesn't see the flow on the third day, then it knocks out, and you go right Mikanul Haba, and you evoke the concept of Mikdasayom Kakulo, and it knocks out her status of Ziva. Okay, so that was, as an aside within Rabbi Yossi. Now we're back to Tumas Tahoim. So, Bari Rabbi Yossi, if Rabbi Yossi wants to know, Kohen HaMeratze Betamid, Huchulo Tumas Tahom so we, until now, were discussing whether the Kohen would be okay with the carbon Pesach. But what about the regular every day, as Rashi explains, right? Every day, uh, and Rashi explains that the Peshat has to be, it, ha- it, has, it can't be talking about the Shechita, that for sure wouldn't work. But it's talking about after you did the Shechita, you found out that you had a tum- you were, right, you were infected, you have contacted or contra- uh, the Tumas to home. Before you do the zrika, can you do the zrika lechatchila? That's what Rashi says. Okay, right. It's Rashi says over here, the second to last line. Aliba the mandam lekom tumas at home beratzei tzitz gabi nazir veosa pesach afil lechatchila kegon shenodol lifnei zrika. So you find out about your tumas at the home before you do the zrika sadam. Can you still bring the carbon me uh, right lechatchila or not by the carbon tamid? So there's two possibilities. Either you're going to say. That, that, that you say, the question is, says the Gemara, or we could read, we could read the parentheses here, right? Because the topic of our Mishnah was the carbon of the Nazir or the carbon of Pesach. So if you're going to say that the Kohen is going to be Meratze by those Karbanos, so then, in those cases, so then, how are you going to learn out from that scenario once we say that that is the shita uh, that, that we hold like, so then are you going to apply that to Tamid or not? Says the Gemara. Are you going to say that, no, it's an exceptional halacha with regards to carbon Pesach and the carbon Nazir, that only there are we going to allow you to continue even when you have discovered the Atumas at the home. But by Korban Tamid, certainly you would not allow that. Or, says the Gemara, O Dilma, Yalif Tamid Pesach. Maybe the Korban Pesach, as it were, is a paradigm from which you could learn even Korban Tamid. And, which is to say that even by Korban Tamid, the Tzitz would be Miratse for Tumas at the home between the Shechita and the Zrika. Just adding that in, even though the Gemara doesn't say it, explaining that that has to be the scenario. So the Gemara tries to answer this. Amar Rabba. Kalvachomer. We can learn this from a Kalvachomer. Uma b'makam shaloh hutra lo tuma yedua hutra lo tumas at the home. Right? So again, just like, of course, by what? The, by the Korban, by a Korban Pesach, if you have tuma yedua, well, what did we say? We said it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily hutra, although if the robe of the Kal was, it would, it would be. But the point is, if a person, right, if one, an individual, has, as a what? Has, is Tame, they're not supposed to, and, and the, and largely the Kahal is Tar, then that individual has to wait till Pesach Sheni. And yet, Hutrul Tumas at the home. 
And yet we say that the tumas at home is okay. Uh, the tzitz is miratze in that case. So makam shehutra la tuma yedua, but the tamid we say can be brought by a kohen tamid. That, that, that is also, it's referring to kohen tamid, right? Even we said before, remember two days ago, we're talking about the, even if the rov kohanim were tamid, that they could bring, they, they could bring the, right, the carbon pesach betuma. So we already see that with regards to carbon pesach, we have certain dispensations, but, was that if the mute of the Kohanim were Tame, then those, they have to wait. Yeah, only the Tahorim can bring it. But that's not true of the Korban Tamid. We know that when Kohen Tame, right, if the Tahorim are not available, Rashi explains, then certainly they can, in fact, bring the Korban Tamid. So you want to bring a Kalvachomer that there in the Korban Tamid, which is a Makam Shehutra Tuma Yudua, as we turn to Pei Aleph and Rebbeis, Einodin Shehutra Latuma Satahom. So certainly it should be, again, it seems according to the question of the Gemara, that the laws of the coin being Tame are more relaxed, right? As you say, Tuma Hutra Bitsibur. Those laws certainly apply to Korban Tamid. And therefore, well, since we say that that Tuma is, is Mutra Bitsibur with regards to the Korban Tamid, so then you, might be able to make a kalvachomer, suggests the Gemara, that Tumas Tahom should also be okay for this Kohen with regards to the Korban Tamid, uh, the Korban Tzibur, which is the Korban Tamid. To which the Gemara rejects. Why? We'll say it outside first. You cannot make a kalvachomer from Halacha Lemoshim Sinai. That's what the Gemara says here. Amri, but they say, Don't forget, this concept of the Tumas Tahom being a, a still a valid korban in the context of the korban pesach is a halacha lemoshe misinai. Anytime you learn a halacha lemoshe misinai like this, that's just a novel halacha, then you're going to not be able to learn a kavachomer from it because it's it's a unique novelty. This halacha, okay? Vehatanya, and here and here we're going to have a proof that you can't do so. That, that you can't bring the halacha lemoshe misinai. Can't bring a kavachomer. What, what, where did we learn this? As follows. The Bryce said, Amalor Rabbi Leezer. Rabbi Leezer was talking to Rabbi Akiva. And he said, Akiva, etzem kisa ora halacha. You know these famous halacha la Moshe Messinai, right? That a Nazir, right, can become Tomei and therefore, right, has to, ha, and, and has to go back to becoming Tomei and, and which causes him, right, to, he, he's, he wasn't supposed to become Tomei by virtue of his vow of Naziris, right? And so the question is, how much, what's the threshold for him to become Tame? So there's different threshold for different scenarios. So for the Nazir, the idea is that even if he touched a bone the size of a barley, he becomes Tame. Well, that idea that that's the threshold for which the Nazir becomes Tame is in fact a halacha l'moshim Sinai. So you say, revis dam. So that's with regards to solids. What about liquids? So you say, revis dam kalvachomer. Well, if the size of a barley seed should be enough, or a barley, whatever, uh, a piece of barley should be enough to metame him, then certainly when it comes to the liquids, it should be, or a vias of dam should be metame the nazir. By virtue of just, it's a greater volume, therefore by virtue of a kavachomer, you should be able to infer that. But, however, we can't infer that. Why? They ain't done in kavachomer ma'alacha. This was what Rabbi Eliezer complained to Akiva. He said, you can't learn that Kavachomer because the whole reason of this barley bean size be, being Matame the Nazir was something that we learned as Allah Lemoshim Sinai. And you can't learn a Kavachomer and build it on top of Allah Lemoshim Sinai. So how do we know, in fact, 
that so so that can't be where we understand that the carbon tamid is also uh, allowed between the shchit and the zrik asadam by tumas tahom. That can't be the source. El Amarava, Rava suggests a different source. Yalef ma'adam ma'adam pesach. That we have a gzera shava from pesach, right? In other words. The word Ma'ado appears by the Korban Pesach. The word Ma'ado appears by the Korban Tamid. And from that, Gezeir Shava, we're going to learn that just like by the Korban Pesach, the Tumas Tahom is going to be allowed at that stage, so too it's going to be allowed by the Korban Tamid as well. Uh, we learn here that this Gezeir Shava certainly is a lima that's in the Psukim. That can be valid sometimes, even when a Kalvachomer uh, cannot. Interestingly enough, right, this suggests... Right, a scriptural source. In other words, that's only after you learn the Allah Moshimi Sinai by the Korban Pesach that you then reapply it retroactively, as it were, to the Mo'ado and then use it as a Gzair Shava. So, so the mechanism of this Gzair Shava is in itself uh, fascinating. But be that as it may, that is Rava's Shita as to how you learn that the Tumas Tom should apply to the Korban Tamid as well. Okay, so now that we said that, at the end of the day, it's Allah Moshe Misinai. So five lines down, Payalaf Amad Beis, the Gemara is going to, as, as we teased before, is going to actually try to find the Psukim to teach you this Tumas Tahom with regards to Nazir Pesach as follows. Says the Gemara, Where do we learn this idea of Tumas Tahom? Amar Rabbi Lazar, Amar Kravachi Yamus Mesalav. Right? The Pesach itself says, right, in when it talks about, right, when you get the Tumah, when you become Tommy Mace, it says, Yamus Mesalav, Pesach Bitom, Time Rosh Nizro, it's talking about the Nazir. Vigilach Rosh Biyom Taraso Biyom Ashri Yigalchenu. Okay. So that is the source of Tumas Atahom because it says, right, it says, Vichiyamus Mes Alav, Bimuchuveris Alav. The word Alav means that it's obvious to him that this happened. So that's an exclusion, right, to Tumas Tahom. That means that if it was a Tumas Tahom, we're not going to say that it's Metamehim. See that? In other words, if we were to say Vachiyamas Mace and it left it alone, so that would mean that the Nazir only be, right, that the Nazir becomes Tame irrespective of whether it was a Tumah that he could have found out about or not. But since it means Allah, it, it implies a certain awareness that the, that the Nazir must have in order to be Tame. If he doesn't have it, which is to say if it's a Tumah at the home, he does not become Tame. Fine. So the Gemara says, fine. Ashkachan Nazir. We found the source for Nazir. Also Pesach Minalan, where are we going to know that a carbon Pesach can be done by Tumas Tahom? So Amar Yochanan, Amar Krab, Derech Famously, right, with regards to the carbon Pesach, we said that a person who's Tame from a corpse that's far from you, right, so then you're going to be Tame. Now, the Pesach uses the word Bederech Rechoka Lachem. Aha, Lachem. Says the Gemara, B'mechuveres Lachem. Right, Rabbi Yochanan says, Lachem means that like for you, like you were aware of it. Aha. So that's where we know that's to exclude Tumas Tahom. That's Rabbi Yochanan Shita. Roshimim bin Lakish Amar Kederech. Right? Again, the Pasuk says, Biderech He says, Kederech. Like a road. Ma derech begoloi aftumanami begoloi. Just like the road, the open road before us is always so clear, so too, Tuma needs to be only in a context where it's clear. Is it going to be Matamiyu? Otherwise, if it's Tumas Tahom, it's concealed and you would not be Matami from that. Again, Attempts at scriptural sources for this idea that Tumas Tahom, uh, is not Matami and you could still have a valid Korban when you bring it and later find out that you were Matami by Tumas Tahom. So now the Gemara says, are all of these interpretations correct? Mesve, Ezehu Tumas Tahom. Alright, wait a minute. 
What are we talking about when we're referring to Tumas Tom? Kol Shalohikir Ba Echad Basofa Olam. Right? So when you define what Tumas at home is, as we will, God willing, at the very end of here, here, it has to be the kind of Tumas that nobody, it doesn't mean, like, it means that, that nobody could have possibly known. There's no way anybody could have been aware of this Tumas. It's completely concealed. Which is to exclude. If even one person, if only eagle eye Andrew, right, was the one guy in the world that's aware of it, he ruins the status of Tumas to home. It means that it possibly is revealed. Okay. So now, now we're going to go pick on these ideas of the Psukim implying Tuma being um, apparent to him. In other words, basically the complaint is going to be that the psukim imply that the, that the awareness of the tumma has to be this grand awareness, like this open road before you, right? Or this fully clear thing before you. But the idea of tumma's tahom is so extremely the opposite that you can't say that these psukim are excluding tumma's tahom, right? In other words, if Andrew is the only dude on earth that's aware of it, that doesn't make, that doesn't mean that it's an open road before you. It just means Andrew's aware of it. That's basically what the Gemara is trying to say here. So that means until the Nazir himself is aware of it, but other people's awareness, like if Andrew's aware of it, shouldn't be a factor. And even Rabbi Yochanan holds, he learns it from Lachem. So so at least, right, until at least two people are aware of it. That's, that also doesn't sound like it's excluding Thomas to home. And Rabbi Shimon Lakish who says like an open road, it sounds like everybody needs to be aware of it. And only until then is it Thomas to home. But we know that that's not the case. Because we said Thomas to home is nobody could be aware of it. Uh, that's why the Gemara then concludes, Thomas at home, Now you can't learn Thomas at home from any of these psukim. The psukim don't explicitly exclude Thomas at home clearly enough. Rather, it's a halacha, Lamoshe, Misinai, Ukra, Asmachta Be'alma. And all these psukim that the, right, that the Amarim were trying to bring were just an Asmachta, but they're not really a source for Thomas to home. Fine. Okay, so now 18 lines down on Pei Aleph and Bez, we're going to talk about the Tzitz being Miratze, right? And we're going to qualify that halacha of when it is. As we discussed before, when is this exactly, going, when are we going to say that this carbon is valid? So again, Rashi teased it, we mentioned it, and let's read it inside. Amar Mar Baravashi. Lo shanu el zrika. Okay, so here Mar Baravashi held that it, after, it's only... In other words, you had to, when you did the Zrika Saddam, you had to have not yet, right, been aware of the fact that you were Tommy Tumas to home. Which is to say, according to Marbaravashi, if you find out that you were contaminated by this Tumma to home, then you shouldn't do the Zrika Saddam, right? The Chi Isdurik Dam Shapir Isdurik. Because if you, only if you are unaware of this Tumma can you do the Zrika Saddam. But the tzitz is not going to be meratze for you, according to Marbaravashi, if you're aware beforehand. However, that becomes challenged as follows. We have the following brisa. Someone's on the road, and afterwards, he realizes that there was a completely concealed corpse there. Okay? So, and it's laying in such a way, right, crosswise, that there's no way he couldn't have passed it. So, let's trumat with respect to Truma, right, so again, we talk about Tuma, right, when we had Goranowitz here the other day, he was talking about a Geiger meter, like for, for, for Tuma, right, you don't know. For certain things, uh, the threshold is different. For Truma, certainly it's going to be considered Tame. 
But Lenazir Rosa Pesach Tahar. But we have the concept of Tumas Tahaim, which teaches that, that for a Nazir and also Pesach, since this could, could not have been known beforehand, it, it, those Korbanos would be valid. Now, every, as opposed to, right, Mutter, right, this is what the Gemara is saying. It says Tahar. Tahar means for the future. Every, every time it says Tame or Tar, it means that even after it was known, he could still, you know, with this Tumas to, with this Tumas to home, he could still go ahead and, and potentially do this Rikas Adam. Because had it meant, right, it would have said Mutter or use a different language. It would have said it's valid, right, Lemafreya, if you already did it. But by saying, the Gemara is explaining that that language means that he could still go ahead and do the Zrikas Adam. This is why it is a, right, a, it is a question on Marbar of Ashishita. So the Gemara concedes, this can't be that Marbar of Ashi was unaware of this Brisa and stated what? That after, that, that you cannot do the Zrikas Adam once you find out the Tumas Tahar. You have to amend the statement of Marbar of Ashi as follows. He says, right, don't say that's only Miratze after Zrika. The sure enough, just as we said before, that Marbaravashi is going to say, when is this Tzitz Miratze for the Tumas to home? Well, the Shechita, before the Shechita, not. You can't have done the shechita with the knowledge that you were contaminated by this tumah. But once you did the shechita, you can, in fact, even according to Marbavashi, go ahead and do the zrika sadam, even with the knowledge that you were contaminated by this tumah sata home. So now we're at the two dots in the middle of the page of Pehalafim Beis, and we're going to ask, um, we're going to ask for the, we're going to um, cite the entire brisa in completion. Gufa. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into this concept. So you're on the way, and you notice that there had been a corpse that was laying crosswise on, on the way. The truma tame, as we said, and the nazar was a pesach tahor. So with respect to truma, you have to treat yourself as tame. With respect to a nazirus uh, or the, for the korban pesach, you're going to be considered tar, as we qualified already. You can do if you already shechted the korban pesach, for example, you could do the zrikas adam. So the gemara asks, The only time that you have to consider yourself tame in a scenario like this is if literally the corpse is laying in such a way that you had to have passed through, right? In other words, this is aside from being a tumas at the home where it would be, at the time, it was completely indiscernible that there was a tumor there. It also is a suffix whether you passed over it, right? So, right? So, if there was no suffix that you must have passed over it, then you only have to contend with tumas at the home, and then you're going to say that for the Korban Pesach, we're going to say that you're going to be able to do the Zerika Saddam. But if it's positioned in such a way that maybe you didn't even pass it all together, right? So then, afla truma tahar. That's a suffix tuma. That's going to be okay even for the sake of truma. Okay. So, so what case was it says where there's no room to pass, right? So it says shematzo shalim. That has to be also, again, qualifying it. That's if you found the corpse hole of a meshubah and furak tahar, right? But if you found it uh, in pieces, this corpse, then you're going to be tar, shema bena prakim avar, because it's possible, right? You had pieces. You could have passed over between the raindrops, as it were. Again, it's a suffix whether you passed over this tomb altogether. Uva kever, however, if the corpse is in a kever, right, in some sort of a tomb, 
So then, even if the body is in pieces, that's not the point. The point is, it fills up the airspace of said tomb, and therefore the entire thing is considered like one Tame unit. Okay. Continues the Gemara. Right? This was only if he was going by foot. But if he was loaded with, right, as we had in the Mishnayis early, earlier on, um, and Shabbos, and when you're talking about when you're loaded with a burden, the whole idea of Tameh, remember all the beautiful Tumah Gemaras there. Why? Because of Ohel, right? Because, as the Gemara said, Because if you're walking on foot, so it's possible you're walking between and you're not, and you were not, in fact, Metame um, by this corpse. But once you got a load and you got the saddle, as you remember from the case, and you got all the things that are hanging over, you're, now you're a wide load. And there's no way that you're not creating some sort of ohel whereby the tumma rises up and spreads all over. Okay? And furthermore, says the Gemara, this whole idea, right, that you're going to still be able to bring the carbon Pesach is talking about Tumas Tahaim. But Tumma, you do Hatame. But if it's known, right, if, that the, if the traveler, when he's passing by, knows that there's a corpse there, so then, right, it's going to be considered tummy, right? In other words, if it was previously known that there was some sort of corpse there, and it, then, then a person who passes over, even if he's a Nazir, even if he's making a Korban Pesach, he had to have known, right, he's passing through some sort of cemetery, whatever it is, we're not going to allow you to say that that's Tumas at the home. Again, because why? Tumas at the home is when there's no way you could have known there'd be tummy. Well, that's hard, that's a hard case to sell if, let's say, you're passing by a cemetery, right? Like, you had to have had some inkling. Tumas the home, it requires you to have had no inkling there would be a, a, a Tumas source there. Okay. So finally, the Gemara says, Ve'ezehi Tumas at the home. Now that we discussed Tumas at the home for the whole day, we're going to actually define what it is, which is any case where nobody at all could have possibly known that there's a Tumas source there. It doesn't really mean, as the Mephashim explained, literally that there has to be one dude and then he ruins the whole thing. It just means it's situated in such a way that it's totally indiscernible. As the Gemara will now finish off by explaining that Matzo Tamun Beteven Beafar of Itzraros, right? If you found it, let's say, concealed under an avalanche, right? So nobody could have guessed that there's a, a corpse in there. Although, I guess if it's literally an avalanche and you knew there was a catastrophe and people were killed there, that's a different story. But it's like you thought this was just a pile of earth or straw or pebbles, then I raise it to us to home. That's to us to home, meaning if it was completely concealed with no preconceived uh, inkling that there was be anybody there, that's what we call to us to home. However, but mine, right, if it's in the water, so again, if it's in the water, if you look really, really closely, you would have been able to see it. Be'afela, or in darkness, again, if you lit something or you look really closely, you could have been able to discern. Writes in the crevices of the boulders. So there too, right? It's sort of like camouflage in the boulders, but if you look real close, you'd be able to see it. That's not considered Tumas Tahom. That's not the Tumas we're referring to when we say that the Tuma that you can, in fact, uh, bring the Korban uh, Pesach um, and do the Zrika Saddam having discovered that you were Matame by this, because that, in fact, was discernible. Only when it's completely indiscernible is it considered Tumas to home and furthermore the Gemara concludes Velo Amru Tumas at home El Bilvad and this idea of Tumas to home is only referring to a Tumas Mace so for example 
Tumas Ziva, as we discussed in the beginning of the Gemara, or Tumas Sheretz, as we discussed before, those are not considered Tumas Tahom. Tumas Tahom is, is, is only referring to Tumas Mace and only to a Tumas that could not have possibly been determined before. So we will proceed tomorrow with the Mishnah at the very bottom of Pei Aleph Amud Beis. What? Like Achan. Like Achan.